Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Yes, think, we only do things is, in Minecraft here. Nobody nobody ever listens to us anyway, so... Actually, I mean, people do actually <laughs> listen to us, which... I, I'm still kind of mystified about, to be perfectly honest with you. I, uh, it might have something to do with our abject, you know, professionalism. Well, yeah. I mean, we are the <laughs> single most professional podcast on the interwebs right now. We do everything in one take. I mean, come on. I, Joe Rogan wishes, he wishes he could be this professional. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We're getting, actually, we're getting like, over a hundred views on the YouTube link. That's freaking fantastic, man. That's like, awesome. Over over like this, like the last one we did, we got 135 on the YouTube. Why people are watching these mugs, I have no idea. Man, it's because we talk about the patches and the t-shirts and stuff, and they're like, I want to yeah. see that. That's what it's but hey, thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for actually paying attention to us. Like you know, a little bit of validation is kind of nice occasionally that doesn't come from me. I mean, I do my daily affirmations. I stare into the mirror and I'm like, and gosh darn it, people like me. But it <laughs> it helps when, when there's other people who actually want to listen. Yeah. But if you're listening to us, or more importantly, if you're watching this on YouTube, go reevaluate your life. <laughs> what what <laughs> That you're about to spend a couple hours staring at these faces. I mean... Although they may not be staring, because you could, if you if you're paying for YouTube Premium like I do, I can lock my phone and just have a YouTube video playing audio only. True. That's true. That's true. So. Or you just listen to the MP3 in that case. Well, yeah, I mean you could, but why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is it in, is it possible in any way, size, shape, or form that somebody could accidentally trip over this on YouTube? Oh. Oh, there's no way the algorithm suggests this to anybody. Are you kidding me? We've I have we been demonetized? I actually don't know. I assume we've been demonetized. I have I have no idea because the the page that it's or the, the the channel that it's posted on YouTube is the Voluntary Agrarian, which is Mark's page. <laughs> so I'm an admin <laughs> on it, but I don't have any of that sort of information. Oh. Well, see, I feel like we've probably every single video has probably gotten demonetized anyway. And if yeah. you get demonetized, you never show up in suggested like also see also videos on the side. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. we probably don't show up in that at all because we talk about guns and we're anti-government and <laughs> the we Googles. Got, we got one of those. <laughs> we got yeah. one of those conversations today. We got actually we yeah. got two of those conversations. because We're also talking about. HR one twenty seven, which oh, I, think, oh, I, think every, I think everybody, every podcast so far has talked about HR one twenty seven. It's, but I guess it's it's our turn. 
I we're gonna, you know we're gonna anarchy among friends HR 127. It's and that's not even the only one. Like I had posted. No, a while it's not ago. the only one. There's like there's is, seven or eight. Yeah, there's a few that that are on there. There's there's 127. There's like I want to say it was one. Oh God, I don't even remember now. I'd have to go back and look through like the Telegram chat and look at it because I posted a picture that showed the list, and I'd have to like go back through and and find it. And nobody wants to do that, so. No. We're well, just we going to assume, though. Yeah, we mentioned HR-127, so we're just going to start talking about HR-127. Cool beans. Oh. Yeah. Before we do that, let, she allow Jack, me to she mention something quick. What's that? Uh, there is an awful lot of outrage right now on social media as it pertains to the uh, officiating going on in Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee is the Tom Brady of the Senate. I oh it. yeah, you just you don't even want to hear about her. No one, no one gives a shit about her. You just want it all to stop. Any man that eats avocado ice cream is not to be trusted. Avocado or, ce- or celebrated. Yes, Tom Brady's cookbook had recipe for avocado ice cream. I and he regularly eats avocado toast. See, and... I thought I hated him before, but now that I'm hearing this, <laughs> I hate him so much more. And his and his his cookbook also came with a wooden cover. Instead of like regular cardboard, it was wood. Yeah. Why? Cuz Brady. I don't know. Yep. Man, fuck that guy so oh, much. So All right, let's just jump into this. It's um uh, we're going to cover the uh the FPC link because we like fpc firearms policy coalition because i don't know if you guys noticed they're kind of savage on social media oh dude, dude i i love fpc i actually i know you're a member right i am i am a member of the yeah. firearms policy coalition so yeah, i was I, I was gonna i was gonna join them with that last stimulus check but i needed food instead Oh, food, supporting grassroots, anti-gun stuff. They were doing some good giveaways at the time, too, yeah. man. I'm telling you. Uh, so HR 127, um, Sheila Jackson Lee, blah, blah, blah. And their position is strongly opposed. That's putting it politely. But it's uh, the summary is uh, establishes a nationwide gun registry that is searchable by the general public, mandates licensing to own or possess a firearm, and requires a psychological evaluation prior to obtaining such a license in institutes, magazine, and gun bans. Uh, oh, and there is no grandfather clause. Oh. Yep, it instantly turns every American who owns stuff into a felon. And even if you currently own firearms now, completely legal, if you fail to pass their mental evaluation, you would become a felon for not turning in your firearms. And like all of the things that she talks about, they're like it's like five to twenty years in in federal. Yeah. Oh yeah, they it's like serious fucking time, man. No. But um HR one twenty seven, one of the most sweeping attacks on your Second Amendment right ever pro- ever proposed. It would um, establish a publicly searchable gun registry containing your most private information. So you get in an argument with your neighbor, <sighs> your neighbor can look you up on this registry and see if you have guns. And if you have guns, oh, guess what? They're going to call and try to get a red flag warrant on you. So, yeah, let that sink in. Um, second, required... Because what could possibly go wrong with it? 
Yeah. Uh, second requires you to petition an anti-gun attorney general for a license to possess firearms and ammunition. Yes, in order to exercise your natural, born, natural, given, God-given, whatever title you want to use. Your freedom to choose your means of self-defense or recreation or food procurement. You have to ask the government, you have to beg the government for permission to get a license to own these things. You know, and this is the same thing. This is the same thing that uh, exists right now in a lot of countries. It exists in um, uh, South Africa, for instance. You have to have a justifiable reason. Now, one of those can be self-defense, and you're allowed a self-defense gun. And then for any others, you have to join, like, you have to be members of shooting clubs. That's a pretty typical Mm -hmm. thing um, for laws, gun laws across the world, that you have to be a member of a specific shooting club to be and be sponsored by them to get the gun of the type, the license type that you want to buy. So, oh, I want to buy an AR-15. Well, are you a member of a three-gun club or a two-gun club? Are you are you a sports shooting club? Because most of those countries also ban using semi-automatic weapons to go hunting. So hunting isn't going to be a legitimate use. You need something. You have to beg for, to, and that is each and every gun. And you are only allowed so many of any given type. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, force you to obtain firearms insurance from the federal government at a cost of $800 per year. Uh, for the record, $800 divided by 12 months comes out to 66.6666666. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Boy, that's a completely unrelated coincidence. Yes. Uh, bans numerous rifles, AR pistols, shotguns, 50 or greater ammo, and any magazine with a capacity over 10 rounds. <sighs> yep. So it's essentially what I'm hearing so far is everything on this list that this bill does is a uh, golden pig's worth of leftist talking points. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It gets... Okay, we're going to go into the. They got a little bit more detail on it, and some of this will. <sighs> okay. Um, firearm registration that is accessible by federal, state, and local governments, including the military, even the general public. The system will track the make, model, and serial number of all firearms or owners, the dates they were acquired, even when they are being stored. The system will also track firearms loans, including the ID of the loan recipient and for how long it is being loaned. The bill applies retroactively, so current firearms owners will have three months to supply their gun information to the federal government from the bill's effective date. The system is so detailed that the government might as well actually attach a tracking device to you and your guns. What's more, the registry will function as a shopping list for criminals. Uh, If you're a lucky, anti-gunners will simply use it Use the information uh, to dox and harass you. But if you're unlucky, criminals browsing for your property. Criminals browsing for the property to see who's steal from next. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, you could be held criminally liable um, for reporting your property stolen. Yep. So I, I just want to point out, and granted, it really doesn't matter because it's the government and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. But it seems like the very first part of this and 99% of this bill flies right in the face of established jurisprudence with D.C. versus Heller. 
Oh yeah, well, they don't care about they don't care about established producers though. Yeah, no, do they you don't. think they care? I mean, they they don't care. I know we all know they don't care. I'm just pointing out the obvious that you know with with the established jurisprudence, and then they go and try to throw something like this out there. It flies right in the face of everything that's currently held and established by federal courts. So yeah. I, I mean, even if they got it rammed through, I don't think it would survive. But who knows? Well, the thing you got to remember, too, is like this is the stuff that we knew they were going to do like they Yeah, they straight up said before Biden took office, we're going to do this. This is coming. This is what Mm -hmm. we're going to do. I mean, that was like they had the stuff like pre-submitted, ready to go. Oh, they had they had a half dozen, right, that were pre-submitted. Yeah. This one was submitted on like day one of the calendar year. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find. I, I've been digging, trying to actually find my list of okay. the uh, particular um, bills, all of the bills yeah. that were right. submitted, and um, it's, I'm not finding it right now. So right. one one twenty seven. Uh, possession of gun or ammo without a license, fifteen to twenty five years in prison, plus a seventy five to one hundred fifty thousand dollar fine or both. Transfer of firearm or ammo to an unlicensed person. 10 to 15 years in prison with a 50 to $75,000 fine or both give guns or ammo to an unlicensed person five to 10 years in prison with a 30 to $50,000 fine or both loan guns or ammo to an unlicensed person. You're looking at a five to $10,000 fine. (laughs) So yeah. And I see here uh, as part of the licensing scheme, they have to first you have to apply for the license then you have to submit your psychological examination to determine your mental fitness and then you have to have your family members including former spouses be interviewed about you how many how many ex-wives are going to go oh no 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 they shouldn't have guns oh literally no. all of mine are going <laughs> to i mean all of mine uh, uh, mine you. i'm on the fence as to whether or not my ex would would fall into that category or not, but you know, you know, and and I just want to point out that if, if you're, you're literally putting, so here's what's happening is you're guaranteeing that there's going to be a massive, massive, massive black market. Obviously there's going to be huge, it's going to be glorious. And at that point, if having an unlicensed firearm is already going to throw me in prison for that amount of time, well, there's really no reason not to have that unlicensed firearm, have a happy button. So, I might as well giggle short, switch it up short here. barrel happy button all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I might as well at that point because it's exactly the same amount of jail time one way or another and at least this way I get to have a little bit more fun. Number 1, number 2, if I wanted to buy a weapon legally at that point, it can be stopped by my ex. Which means that you've created a black market for me to obtain weapons. And now you're going to present an incentive for my exes to not be a problem. <laughs> it, can even go, it can even go further than that. Like, like they can call your ex, you know, employers. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, you're guaranteeing right? enormous amounts of conflict here. I mean, that's your, your last employer did not end well. Right. So... They can call up them and be like, oh, no, that Andrew guy, yeah, we had to escort him out with security. Well, they do that all. He scared us. 
Right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they did. <laughs> they posted armed guards. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, sure I mean, me, there, there was, was one job I got. There was one job I got let go from, where out standing outside my manager's office were two Alaska police officers, and they walked me to the front door and to my vehicle in the parking lot to make sure I didn't do anything stupid. Nope. It's like what? I wonder if they, I wonder if they could go so far as to pull up your service records. Oh, guaranteed they would. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they, you know, and the thing is, is they're. This is basically what this is and what this has been used as in a lot of countries like the UK, for instance, um, Ireland, (laughs) for whatever good it does. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All these, you know, all these other countries across Europe and stuff and and across Africa. Isn't today today the anniversary of the Troubles? The start Um, of the Troubles? The the opening of the Troubles? It depends on how you define the opening of the Troubles. (laughs) (laughs) But... Um, yeah, the, you know, and it wasn't that long ago that it was the, you know, the, it was Irish Independence Day. That's when I posted the, the Patrick and SpongeBob with the burning city behind them. And it was the Brits after the Easter rising be like, we did it, Patrick. We saved the library. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, but the, the, what they do is they use that as a way to just basically not give firearms licenses to anybody. And so no one can get any guns. And so it's heavily restricted. Um, South Africa is is probably really the closest analog um, legal-wise ah, okay. to this bill. It's the and... anniversary of the Downing Street mortar attack. <laughs> launched, the IRA launched three homemade mortar shells <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, den, to den Downing Street, the headquarters of the British government, in an attempt to assassinate <laughs> Prime Minister John Major. And his cabinet, who just who were the meeting to discuss the Gulf War. <laughs> that gun, that gun control is working out real well. For uh, <laughs> they fired mortars, homemade, uh, homemade, homemade mortars. mortars. Yes, and they're actually relatively destructive. Um, <laughs> yeah, slightly. Um, you know what? What Ireland really needs is common sense car bomb control. Uh, <laughs> but. No, so like they South Africa is the is the most analogous um, legality wise to what this bill is proposing. Um, it's very, very close. And one of the interesting things about what's happened since South Africa started doing all of these gun law things, um, which fun fact didn't actually start until after apartheid ended. But That's anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but not until the commies took over. Look at that. Hey. Um, Zimbabwe, same way. Well, I mean, we could talk that. about the gun control and ethnic cleansing that Lenin, yeah. <laughs> Lenin had, yeah. but that's, that's yeah. another conversation. Yeah. And, and Marx. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cause Marx said, you know, he who controls the weapons, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so, uh, in South Africa, you, you get your first license and your first license is generally for self-defense. It doesn't have to be. But you you are allowed under the law. They allow you to have a gun for self-defense and it has to be one that they consider valid for self-defense. So I, I love that 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 they determine is valid for. Yeah. Self-defense. So like you can't go out and you can't they won't allow you to go buy like a, a, a foul and call it a self-defense gun. It has to be a pistol it has to be something concealable. And yeah. they'll call it self-defense. So that you're allowed, right? You're allowed. You're allowed the pistol. 
And that one, I guess, from what I understand, the police issue that it's generally very, very easy to get. But that's that's just the one. After that, you have to have club sponsorship. So you have to be members of these shooting clubs. So you have to be a member of of a, a competitive shooting club so you can get sponsorship to buy a fell to buy an AR to to buy these other guns. Um, if you want, you know, uh, you want to start doing hunting. Well, you need a sponsorship from a hunting club. You need to be part of a hunting club, and then they sponsor you. And then you can go get your bolt action gun, and you can go shoot. You know, because semi auto isn't allowed for hunting, and like, and I mean, and that's that's the way it works. The funny thing is about South Africa is if you know anything about the slums of South Africa, like around Johannesburg and things. Yep. Guns yep. are everywhere. Yeah, we have a I think we, we have a, a, a mutual friend or two that is in the Joburg area and that's what she says. Yeah, the guns are absolutely everywhere and they're completely unlicensed. They're totally illegal. They're hauled in across, you know, the wilds um of the northern part of South Africa. And basically all the criminals can just get whatever guns they want. It's only the law abiding citizens that now are stuck. With having to choose, like, oh, well, I'll have this one gun. I'll have this one gun. Well, they're running around. The criminals are running around with machine guns. Or They got MAC-10s, and they got freaking... <laughs> I mean, South Africa is also home to, like, Cobra, to be fair. So, uh, But they're <laughs> the world's worst gun manufacturer. Um, <laughs> but uh, They're Jay. worse than High Point? Oh, they're no, so bad. No, dude. Gen, uh, what is it? Jensen? Jensen Arms? That's that's well, the one. That's the one uh, that's so bad that um, I think it's Chicago, Chicago, and someplace else. The the attorney generals are suing the ATF for giving Jensen a license. <laughs> <laughs> or Jennings, Jennings, uh, uh, J A. That's uh, that was Jennings yeah. Arms, and then they went then changed the name to J A. Yeah, they, and then uh, there's uh, there's another bad. one that's very similar to that, like Yemenes. Yeah, Yemenes yeah. Arms. Yeah, I mean, they're bad, but, like, Cobra made the Street Sweeper, the shotgun that has a dubious distinction of being the one shotgun listed specifically as a destructive device uh, in the NFA registry. And I, I, and, think, we, I think we all want one. Uh, I mean, I don't. Are you kidding me? That thing is <laughs> awful. It's terrible. I fired one of those. It is beyond garbage. There's also the Ladies Home Companion. Which is a, uh, like a weird single shot spring loaded slam fire shotgun. Yeah, it's really dumb. I hate that. I, everything they made was awful. Everything they made was awful, um, and really impressively awful. Uh, but like, wow! You, <laughs> All right. Okay. But anyway, so like that's South Africa though. Their their gun laws put in per put in place where. Law-abiding citizens have like two guns, and they have to fight for it, and fight for it, and fight for it, and fight for it to even be able to buy one gun. You got to have this sponsorship. You got to join this club. You're gonna have to pay membership dues annually to this club. And the moment you lose your membership in that club, you don't get to own that gun anymore. You have to turn it into the police. That is what this bill is essentially setting up in the United States. Mm -hmm. Is oh, sorry, you only get three guns. And two of those, you're going to have to get sponsorships from clubs. And the reason we want you to have be in clubs is because while we're not creating a national registry, we now know exactly who's in what club, which means we know who has what guns. 
Yeah, except this bill actually does create a national registry. Yes, it yeah, does. It does. But see that that that's the way that's the way uh, South Africa did it. Was yeah. well, we're not going to create a registry, but we're still going to know everything that you have. So it's, I mean, in the fact that there's a psychological evaluation. Remember, there's been a lot of of news articles that have come out over the past five years about how just wanting a gun or feeling the need to have a gun to protect yourself is an indication of psychological instability. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the way that they demonize returning vets, right? Everyone. Oh yeah. Uh, re- returning vets, um, uh, preppers. Uh, constitutionalist libertarian libertarians were named specifically yep. by John mm-hmm. Brennan. Yep, as right? domestic terrorists. As, like he said, yep. he said he, what did he say? He said um, uh, white nationalists, white supremacist libertarians. Yep, yep. You know, and then on top of that, you got all these like, like if if you advocate for the Constitution, right, you're on the list. If you if you a prepper, you're on the list. If if you're a, a fan of firearms, you're on the list. If you have a a concealed weapon permit. You're you're on the list. If you're, uh, what's what's the what? If you're a, uh, um, um, if you do the, the the First Amendment, First Amendment checks, right? You know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, but you're, 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 yeah, if you're a, yeah. an auditor. For, yeah, First Amendment know. audits, audits. You're on the list, right? Again and yeah. again, like if. You're, See, you're that's fine. the thing that that all these people that are that are anti-gun that are just like, oh well, no one's trying. And I love that they're always like, no one's coming for your your guns. They were they constantly right the past few years. No one's going to be coming for your guns. No Meanwhile, one's gonna, this no. bill literally says they're coming for your fucking guns. Yes, they're coming for your guns. Right, like that's that is what this says. And the reality is now again, I I honestly don't know that this would withstand a Second Amendment challenge. At yeah, all, it has to remotely. get to the point where it can. Right, somebody can, has to have yeah. their life ruined, literally ruined, and dragged through the mud to have to take yeah. this to court and challenge it. Right, but I'm just saying, like, I, if there was a Second Amendment challenge, actually, no, no one needs their life ruined technically because you could just immediately sue the moment that this is passed because you own guns and it's automatically making you a criminal. That's true. So you could automatically just sue them. I'm pretty um, sure FPC would be all over that. As soon oh, yeah. It, it FPC, might. GOA, shit. Even the, even the NRA might actually throw into that. Um, I doubt it. I, I doubt <laughs> it, too. But they might. Um, but it's... I don't know that it would necessarily pass that scrutiny. But... And considering the, the current composition of Supreme Court, I don't know that it, it, it almost certainly wouldn't pass that scrutiny. But one, it would take years to get there. And two millions of dollars and three you still got to face the reality that until it actually gets ruled unconstitutional and done away with it's going to exist yeah it's going to exist you're going to be expected to abide by it now the collapsitarian in me is just like you know feeling like lucy from um enchanted going do it 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 um because i know what's gonna happen uh <laughs> and it like, will happen fast. It will be glorious, and uh, I will bring popcorn. It will be lovely. I'll bring snacks, maybe some soda. It'll be great. You know, uh, I, ha- I have some actual, the actual popcorn, not like Jiffy Pop or anything like that. We could definitely start a fire and yeah, you know. start. You know, we'll we'll have some popcorn. We'll we'll watch the flames rise from a distance. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so okay, uh, this is a a list of potential domestic terrorism characteristics, um, put forth by John Wesley Rawls. I don't know if you guys he wrote the Patriots series. 
dystopian uh, dystopian fantasy. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, uh, expressions of libertarian philosophies, uh, Second Amendment oriented views, or member of the NRA, uh, survivalist literature. <laughs> uh, I, I have to. I have a question. If, so, if you're a member of the NRA, you're you're considered a part of this domestic terrorist. Well, list. what we but, think of the NRA and what they think of the NRA are like almost well, very different things. That, that's true, but that's why that's why I bring it up. So they they claim the NRA membership. Yeah. What about like FPC GOA? Oh, you're <laughs> fucking! You're. Oh, are you kidding you're me? You're a potential fact... drone. You're a potential drone target if you're an FPC member. Yeah, like, and the the fact that I have not one, no, 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 not one, but two memberships, to FPC, two different levels of membership from them. There like, I'm I'm a drone target like hell. So you were a drone target in the first place. Well, yeah. I mean, I was. Yeah, that's so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, expressions okay, of libertarian philosophy, such as statements, bumper stickers, or online advocacy, Second Amendment oriented views, such as the NRA or membership, gun club membership, or holding a CCW permit, um, purchasing survival literature, um, or checking them out from the library, uh, self sufficiency, such as stockpiling food, ammo, hand tools, or medical supplies. Expressing fears of an economic collapse, of buying gold, silver, or cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like holding, <laughs> right now? Holding, holding religious views concerning the Book of Revelations, Apocalypse, or the Antichrist. Is he Express- looking at me right now? <laughs> it's, Express- like it's like they wrote this list based upon you and me, Andrew. Yeah, they just like express- talk to me. And they're just like, all right. So expressing start. expressing fears of Big Brother or big government. Homeschooling. Oh. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. I just need to point out the absurdity of this. Okay, I, I, I just really want to call it. Uh. So they're going, it's the, they're going to psychopathically just declare that anybody and everybody who doesn't agree with them is automatically oh, domestic it's, terrorist. It's absolutely, it's absolutely think, a, it's, it's absolutely a, polit, a political purity test. Yeah, and if you think that that makes government dangerous, then you're also <laughs> <laughs> hold on. What declarations of constitutional rights and civil liberties? Round and round and belief, round and round and round. Belief, and round. belief in the new world order conspiracy. Conspiracy. So wait, okay. wait a second. Wait, let's go back to that previous one about belief in constitutional. Yeah, the founding. Liberty. So we're supposed to just completely disregard that magical parchment that is our founding document. Wait a minute, doesn't go, the second... Yeah. Hey, please, Big Daddy government, allow me to deep throat that boot for you. Yeah, yep. they're, so essentially what they're saying is that if you're, you're like, wait a minute, but doesn't, doesn't the first and first, second, and like fourth amendment not allow you to, to pass that law? And they're like, <laughs> you know, you are sounding awful counter-revolutionary, comrade. Yes. Right? <laughs> The, this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of the Soviets going, no, that guy was never part of the leadership. He was never there. You remember Stalin had all those people airbrushed out of the photos over there. That is the equivalent of what's happening here to the Constitution under this. People engaged in the above activities or mindset may be considered extremist, domestic terrorists, or members of militia groups that exist in our communities. And they are, quote, hiding in plain sight, ready to attack. Ready to defend. Defense or attack. Sometimes the best defense. It's all, it's all a matter off, of perspective. Some, like I said, sometimes a good, the best defense is a good offense. But 
Um, as the Chiefs are finding out, sometimes that doesn't hold up. Um, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? Got... I, I'm just saying, uh, domestic terrorist, this dick, Fed boy. <laughs> I posted. I posted a link for uh, Steelcase seven six two thirty nine earlier. I don't know if you saw that. I, I did see it. I still have quite a bit of it. Um, but you can never have too much. And yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying much, right but... now. I'm just saying right now. At fifty cents a round, steel case is a good buy. Seven six two thirty nine steel case at fifty cents a round is a good buy, because we know more gun control is coming, and we know what happened last time. Oh and yeah, we know how, we know oh, how those yeah. prices went up. Well, and I just I remember it wasn't just last week, wasn't it? That uh, a letter came out from Vista Group that said that uh, retailers should expect a three to fifteen percent increase, increase in everything. And, and yep. cost, yeah. So, a uh, patch check. What you got? Me? I don't have a patch on. Yeah, I, I started with this one. Okay, so you started with the Killdozer and then went and, to Black Guns Matter. Yeah, because I couldn't find my send bachelors and come have a I got a kind of new one on. Stairs and Violent Disgust. Yeah, I like that one. Yep. Let's see. I didn't, I lose, didn't shit. lose shit. <laughs> yes. Well, and that was the other new one. There's a Killdozer. Hey, that one looks nice. familiar. You know, I mean, it's at, at this point. I personally, and I'm sure you guys are, are and, and probably quite a few of our listeners are probably exactly at the same level where pass what you fucking want. That's, do it. You know, fucking do I, it. I've, I dare you. I've been talking to some people uh, online uh, in regards to like, um, they're members of the, 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 the Mises Caucus of the Libertarian Party. Um, and it's educational, not political for them, but. That's that's kind of that's kind of the the that's the mood I get from them also. It's 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 a bet. Do it. Pass it. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Pass yeah, it. That's and the thing yeah, is, and... is the 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 people in Washington, especially on the the extreme political left, don't seem to understand that. Like when you have okay, pushed okay, us to on, this point, when we when we say extreme political left, we mean the horseshoe theory. Extreme political yeah. left, where it's so far left up that it's parallel to right, just on a different yeah. economic scale. Yeah, right. they're they're yes. they're kind of even. It's just that the right wants to steal my money for a slightly different reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the but they're you know those people are like when you say, well, fucking do it then, fucking yep. do it. I dare you. They're like, oh well, what are you gonna do with guns for? And you remember Biden with his, oh well, you're. Your AR-14, I think is what he said, <laughs> isn't going to... Which was a real gun, fun fact, but it was like a hunting it's rifle. It's terrible. It's um, a terrible it was, it was a hunting rifle um, that I don't think ever actually got built. It was it was only proposed and was in Armalite's literature. But anyway, um, the... All right, I'm the, uh, stuck in my head for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, we've been talking about Ireland anyway. Um, but... The the he said, remember, like, oh, your AR-14s aren't going to do anything against our drones and and like jets or something. In that general fact, while he was still campaigning. Yeah, he was openly threatening the American See, people okay. with airstrikes as a candidate. Yeah, yeah, we, we that's that's a conversation we got to have on another episode about like 
we we've talked about Boog a little bit. We should have a bit. full episode on this. We should. That's what we should. That's what we should. Like we've talked about Boog before, but I think we really need to have a good conversation. We need to get Christopher on, um, Chris Sullivan on. We need to get Chris Sullivan on and, and have a conversation about yep. that and about <laughs> the, the government. Wolverines patch, right? So we we got we got the hearts and minds thing that that we have to deal with and and the government. Dropping bombs on U.S. cities, going after court, domestic terrorists, and resistors, and insurgents, and what's the what's the other word? Uh, um, seditious, seditions, seditionist. I think was the word I I read. But that's that's a, that's another conversation. We got to have a. We got to have that. We got we got to have that conversation when we're ready to get canceled. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when we're ready to get droned. I think actually is is when we I mean, I've been ready to get drone for years, man. I've just been expecting it. But and I actually just told Lindsay because I, you know, it snowed here. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I came walking back from the store earlier, I realized that there are footprints. There are footprints through the snow that are clearly from my neighbor who's downstairs from me taking her her garbage out and around the building and back. But then there's these footprints that don't make sense where they they walk out into the yard and just stop and like sit there and then turn back at a weird angle and come back again and then there are two more kind of just outside of where everything's trampled behind my back door that also don't make sense and they are like eight they're a large shoe imprint so they're not my downstairs neighbor they're not the little chick that lives downstairs from me and I'm like, you know, I've been getting this feeling that I'm being checked up on repeatedly lately. And historically, I haven't been wrong when I get feelings like that. So I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. they're monitoring me pretty hard. And Chris, I'm sure they're monitoring you pretty hard, whether you've noticed or not. Well, I can almost guarantee that that's what's happening. Tonight, when I drove my son back to to drop him off at his mom's, I didn't say anything to him. But yeah, we we were followed most of the way from from my house all the way up to to where the drop-off point is and then um i got picked back up as we as my daughter and i were leaving toma heading home yep, they're out and, there yep all right let's yeah. uh good good segue good segue to the next article um <laughs> what this we're gonna cover an op-ed in the washington oh examiner oh god called how to fix our domestic terrorist problem uh-huh <laughs> it's exactly, Send bachelors and come heavily armed. It's exactly what you think. Oh, fix this dick, lapdog boy. <laughs> um, Kevin Carroll wrote it. I have no idea who Kevin Carroll is. I'm not going to look him up because I don't care. But uh, domestic terrorism, a phenomenon formerly, formerly associated with left-wing groups such as Weather Underground, Black Liberation Army, and the Puerto Rico... Puerto Rican FALN separatist has returned with blood in its eyes and on its hands. We saw five dead in the January 6th attempted coup d'etat. We saw possible assassination plots against both <laughs> former Vice President Mike Pence and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We saw coercion designed to prevent certification of President Biden's Electoral College victory. We now see the Capitol necessarily secured 
behind razor wire, but we also see Republican members of Congress trying to sneak guns onto the House floor. One even called for violence. It's time to confront these pushets. <sighs> Wait a second. They they called what happened back in January a coup de tete. Yes. I've I've also seen it called an insurrection. I've also I've heard, seen it called I've heard insurrection. Um, I've heard uh, a seditious act. Um, I actually yeah. heard. I actually have heard that one person who was arrested was actually formally charged with federal treason. Uh, there was another person that was charged, and in his FBI file, showing a picture of him at in, inside the Capitol building, it's actually an altered meme and not an actual photo, because the, <laughs> the 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 painting in the background is that black big dick porn guy whose name I cannot recall. <laughs> so. Oh, it's fucking. But I mean, you know, that's great. The thing is, is like we we're, we're seeing this, right? We're seeing we're seeing this reaction to the worst insurrection ever. Um, uh-huh. we're, we're seeing we're seeing this from like people like AOC, who wasn't even there. She wasn't in the building. She was in a completely different building. It's something. But she like almost died, Andrew. She yeah, could have some, died. Yeah, and she she like told she told what she made one of her aides take her shoes off and give them to AOC because AOC was wearing heels. Yeah, so she yeah. could run. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this she is a building she's like, I'm just going to abandon you. Disjointed from it. Screw you. Yeah, but... and she's in a building that's like that's like a good distance away yeah. from where anything happened. It was never breached. Nothing. Yeah, else. across across the square, across yeah. the road. They tried to yeah. kill me and blah blah. So, and we're seeing all of this crap. Alexandria Ocasio Smollett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, but we're we're seeing all of this stuff happen, right? And we laugh about it. But the reality is what they're doing between this and the media op-eds. Oh, it's, it's, all, it's all propaganda. They're, it's yes, propaganda. this is it's propaganda they are setting up to go. Well, clearly, these anti-government types can't be trusted. Clearly, they're really violent and they're insane and they're going to kill us all and we need to stop them. This is their setup for this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's it's Yeah. They're, uh, but it's yeah. all planned. It's all so that people, when they finally start fucking hitting us with hellfire missiles, they can be like, "Well, but but you know, there there were terrorists." So, <laughs> all right, and, uh, and Democrats. If, such, if you Democrats really look such... at it from that perspective, this whole thing, this whole idea of domestic terrorism, and what their proposed response is to it, was all set up under W with the mm-hmm. Patriot Act. Yep. And Reagan. Reagan had some. And Reagan. Stuff. Yeah. But I mean, the bulk of it is under the Patriot Act. So, but uh, Democrats, such as Attorney General designate uh, Mark or Merrick Garland and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Sherman, uh, should use their executive and legislative power over the next 23 months to do the following five important things. First, bring the heaviest felony charges possible on as many participants in the insurgent insurgent ins, insurrection as the Justice Department can identify and believe it can confidently convict. We ruthlessly hunted down the foreign terrorists after the September 11, 2001 attacks and must do the same to their domestic equivalents. 
Further uh. prosecution is possible under the federal felon in possession of a firearm statute. Uh. <laughs> you're not, it, that's not supposed to, you're not supposed to be able to magically make somebody a felon and then also charge them with a felon in possession of a firearm. Because they weren't a felon when they possessed a firearm. <sighs> but they will try in every way, size, shape, and form to make that stick. Just because it means that they get the dangerous people. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you go through the rest of this on. list and then I have something okay. to say. Yeah. So. All right. Second. Set, this, is, this is my favorite one. Make fire and police departments that receive federal grants have their members sign commitment not to engage in acts to overthrow the government. You got to promise real hard, guys. Real oh hard. God. We just We got to be able to trust you. So... I've got this how, I, how cross Mac your heart, hope to die thing. It's going to be great. How McCarthyist is this? Oh, yeah. Have you <laughs> or anyone you know been involved in civil insurrection? Uh, yeah, prosecute any who subsequently violate their oath. We could also cut or suspend federal funding to departments that fail to introduce these measures. It's what we're doing to universities that receive federal grant money and then promise to the contrary, allow communist Chinese to walk off with export-controlled intellectual property paid for by the American taxpayers. What about export the... control is a load of horseshit too, by the way. Yeah, it is. But what about you know the whole you know White House was funded and supported potentially by the communist Chinese party? So shh, we don't talk about that. Ugh. Third, do not like worry about. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Third, do not worry about Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Rather <laughs> than ban extremist chatter through government censorship or private deplatforming, use radical chat rooms as honeypots, as FBI-led Joint Terrorism Task Forces have done with violent radicalized Islamists since 2001. Oh when my God! Draw, no draw out those of our fellow genius? citizens who are willing to attack our nation. Holy shit, this man deserves a medal. He has come up with something <laughs> literally no intelligence service has ever thought of before. <laughs> oh, what a unique shit. idea. Oh, oh my God, no. Are you kidding? Everyone fucking knows this shit, man. Okay, wait, this, 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 is, another, this is another really good point right here, right? Fourth. Use the supremacy of federal law to ban militias beyond the National Guard. There is the National Guard is not a fucking militia. <laughs> yeah, the National Guard is a militia. It's a professional army. There's, there is simply no longer any room for armed forces oh. not answerable to the law. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, ignore all law. Secondly, eliminate <laughs> all military not answerable to the law. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, oh, okay. for kind of here's, here's, we're here's not a militia. We're we're not a militia. We're a gun group. Yeah, we're, yeah. An, an <laughs> we're, we're a shooting collective we're a club. <laughs> we're not alco syndicate collective. Each one of us takes turns. Uh, to... <laughs> but no, so. Get in the barrel, Christopher. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> no, so uh, here's here's the thing that I want to say. Oh, though, is uh, the fact that the the Q-tards, and fuck you if you believe that shit, you're a Q-tard. Go fuck yourself. You're a mental fucking midget, and I don't care if Facebook wants to ban me for saying it. 
You're a mental fucking midget. Second of all, <sighs> what this, what, I mean, really what this means, what this, what this should say to people who are Q-tards, people who <sighs> are uh, still a lot like thinking that magically. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. You get, I, I know where you're going with that. We have to wait. We have to wait. Right. Okay, because, because this gets even better. I don't oh, like God. it when you say that. Every God damn time, it. man. Every right. time. I think that it... Two, no, there's, there's two, no way. Two paragraphs. Two paragraphs. Fifth, right? Fifth. This is the fifth point. Add domestic terrorism as a predict to the material support for terrorism statute, including its civil liability provisions. This will provide new means of successful prosecution and gradually increase deterrence against domestic terrorists. No, what, hold, no, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold what? on. I, I'm gonna. I I will mute you both if you don't let me do this last this last paragraph. All right. This is this is the guy talking, Kevin Carroll. Okay, he is okay. It it his little bio at the bottom says he's served as senior counselor to the Secretary of Homeland Security and chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, and as a CIA and Army officer in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Yemen. Okay. The oh, last paragraph. Oh, last- he's an agency prick, is he? Yes. The la- this is the last paragraph of this op-ed. I woke up in my Manhattan apartment as a Wall Street law firm associate on September 12th, 2001, worrying how America would stop the next attack. I woke up as a combat veteran in my suburban Washington, D.C. house on January 7th, 2021, equally worried. But I will also remember what ha- what helped America last time. We we def- we defeated Al Qaeda and could do the same to the fascist <laughs> thugs who attacked our democracy last month. But only <laughs> if we take similarly hard measures against the enemy within. <laughs> defeated oh, Al Qaeda, right, dude. Would you like uh, to hear from someone who's actually a veteran of fighting Al Qaeda about how we defeated Al Qaeda? I mean, come <laughs> on. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, fucking defeated. They ain't never gonna be defeated. ISIS isn't gonna be de- like. The it, reality is, they're not supposed to be defeated. No, that's when not. You, especially goal. when you're talking about an asymmetrical opponent like that, they won't be defeated because well, every time. It isn't even just that they're asymmetrical. It's that that, that literally we don't want to defeat them because if we defeat them, then there's no excuse for the military buildup. It's still got to exist. It's, oh my Christ. Okay. It's, the enemy exists, so we must build up the military. And because because we must build up the enemy, the enemy must exist. Round and round and round and round. Jason, can I I say where I was going? Yes, I I know where you're going, yes. So what this should tell you, if you are a Q-tart or you are one of those Trump supporters, uh, the, the people who uh, believed in storming the Capitol and decided that uh, that was a good enough insurrection, but you didn't want to go so far as to show up armed or do anything you know, too destructive or too obviously insurrectionist or anything like that, right? Too revolutionary. These people are willing to still label you a domestic terrorist and an insurrectionist and a traitor to the United States because of what you did when you didn't bring guns, when you didn't do any of this. What that should tell you is it is an all or nothing game here. Yep. 
Oh, look at that fucking fruit. Not, not to, not that there's anything wrong with being gay, right? I'm not disparaging gay people. I'm saying he's a fruit in in a very insulting yes. way intentionally, because um, he looks like a fruit cake, um, possibly literally actually if you really look at him. You know, that, that's a chunk <laughs> boy. All right, um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so what this says is, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that you didn't bring guns it doesn't matter that you didn't destroy anything that you didn't try to kill anybody and remember the five people who are dead four of those are cops that died of like medical complications and one of them was shot by a fucking cop in the throat Point assassinated blank. by a yeah, cop yeah he was hiding behind a door frame and fired as she tried to climb over blockings of doors to a public building more than that it wasn't just that he was hiding behind doors they had like heavy file cabinets and shit barricading those doors yeah and he supposedly feared for his life so much to shoot like a 110 pound woman who was unarmed in the neck yep what a fucking coward that video was so it yeah it's it's really it's really frustrating it's 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 a horrible video to watch um but this is what happens when cowards do cowardly things um no so what i'm saying is is you you tried to not go to the extremes you tried to be like just kind of show force but not something that you felt was going to be illegal or anything else and what happened was you got maced you got shot, you got labeled domestic terrorists, you are now being hunted down by the FBI and the NSA, you're being tracked. This is what happened. Why did you think that only half-assing it was going to be okay? The moment you push at them, they're going to come at you with a fucking sledgehammer. This is what is going to happen. You 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 can't half-ass this and think, oh, well, I mean, I was only a little rebellious. They don't care. No. They don't care. They're going to come at you the same way as if you had kicked in that door, aren't fully armed, started shooting, set fire to the fucking Capitol building, and then proceeded to piss on their favorite shoes in the case of AOC. It's... This is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you didn't do that. They're acting like you did. So why, why do you still believe that you can gently nudge any of this, the direction you want it to go? That's not working. That's like, never I, going to work. It's it's like this. Okay. If you truly believe that they stole the election, the no election ever it's going to be pure again. No, yeah, because right, how easy it was right. So, so, so the ballot box is out the window. We know about court stacking, so the jury box is out the window. Yep, you've been deplatformed from all. So the main salt sh- box is out. Right. So, so you, so you, you've been deplatformed from Facebook, from Twitter. They completely deleted Parlor. Right. I guess Parlor's supposed to come back and. Tomorrow. Like sometime next week or something like that, but they've like they fired this. They fired they said, the C. They fired the CEO, which means government's involved, right? Now they're going after encryption on on Telegram and Signal, right? That's their next target. Keybase, um, 
Keybase, Keybase oh, kicked Keybase off. Keybase is owned Key, by Zoom, so Keybase is owned by Zoom. But they, um, uh, they kicked off a defense, to, uh, uh, deterrence dispensed, right? Yep. And a couple, there, and a couple there other was a, uh, yep, there was a uh, recent deplatforming on Keybase of a few groups that I, you know, may or may so, not have been associated with. Right. So there goes your soapbox. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's only one box left. And uh, they want, and based on the first article that we covered, <laughs> they're after that real hard right now. No. So, well, right, because they know, right? The to quote JFK, right? Those who make peaceful revolution impossible mm-hmm. make violent, violent revolution, revolution inevitable. inevitable. Yep. yep. We the are reality is around the world. Yeah, the reality is that they what's happening is that they are taking away every possible avenue for anyone to try and go, well, I, I can still believe in the system because I, I still have this. I can still yep. maybe do this. Maybe I can bring about change this way. Maybe I can bring about change this way. And what you're seeing is as you watch this is you're you're watching the collapse of political discourse you're watching the collapse of any kind of um ability to dissent and it's something that i have a feeling you know being a historian and knowing some of the histories of countries that descended into fascist revolutions and communist revolutions and what you're going to see in a hundred years, assuming that things get fixed or taken back or, or altered in any way, what you're going to see is that this is looked back the same way is, well, obviously they took away everybody's ability to, to try and dissent and, and, and they did this and they just got steadily more and more uh, oligarchical and steadily more of a police state. And then finally people snapped and then that's when it descended into civil war. The thing is, I don't think you say a hundred years. I don't think it's that far off. I really don't. I see. I have seen a number of people who were hardcore Trump humpers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were as long as Trump is in is in office, we we have a chance, and yada 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 yada. Well, I'm Seeing I'm talking about a hundred years going, for for history to look back, mm-hmm. like that. It's history looking yeah. back, and in a well, hundred years, I mean, we can't analyze it and go this. Yeah, well, I, as I agree with that, I agree with with all that and looking at the history and all this. The technology that we have now, the interconnectivity that we have now, put that hundred years on steroids. We yeah. And yeah, fast and, forward, and that, that's and why forward. I said, that's why I said it's not going to be a yeah. hundred years that they're going to look back. It's going to be fifty years, twenty or you know, thirty-five years even. Well, that's what that was the uh, what is it by? Um, what was that that article the other day like? By 2030, you own nothing, and you couldn't be happier or something like that? Yeah, I saw right. that. Well, I don't know. That's stupid. I mean, I mean you know, it, and it's... When, especially when you start looking at, uh, like we were talking about, people being deplatformed. I have seen a massive rise in the number of private rocket chat servers mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. that people are advertising as, hey, Come and chat on this because you can't be deplatformed. It's owned by a private entity, and you can legally and download Rocket Chat's software and everything for free 
Yep, set up your own server. Yourself. And there's yeah. nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah, it's it's really it's not so much a program as just an architecture. Mm-hmm. Right. Is what it is. So you're so, able as, as to you just see, use it. Right. That's the, as, that's the, as, that's as, the beauty of decentralized platforms. Such right. as such as like I got us on uh, on on library Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that I mean as taken. you as you yeah. see more and more people trying to voice their opinions, their dissensions on quote unquote mainstream platforms, mm-hmm. and they're be- continuously being censored, and they're continuously being kicked off, and just being muted. Everybody that dissents with the political left is being muted. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a conservative, a libertarian, an anarchist, what have you, any anything that's not ten degrees left of center and up, well, using the horseshoe theory, but you know what I mean. Well, here's okay. Hold here, here's the thing about that. You know, ten degrees left of center. Like if if you're not just left of center, they hate you. And right? that's what I mean the, about the, ten the, degrees the left, left of center. Well, no, the the left of center. Right. That's right. where the that's where the majority of politicians fall. That's where the majority of Americans fall is mm-hmm. just left to center. And if you're an extreme left, right, you're a, your fodder. You're a useful idiot to most of them. Yep. And like you, you see with with Biden, like completely dismissing the BLM and Antifa and all that other stuff. So, I mean, if you, if you don't fit in that that 10 percent triangle just left to center, then you're. They're just you know, fodder. Yeah, and you know the thing—the thing that always amazes me about the the people who are truly leftists and, and hardcore communists and stuff—is that these these people who are communists, these people who are who are the the true leftists, are all convinced that after their glorious revolution, right, they're all going to get to be artists or make <laughs> paper mache. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, comrade, the commune already has an artist. Go dig potatoes. Yeah, and yep. I'm like. But if you look at the history of any communist country, I mean, look at look at uh, Cambodia, for instance, where the artists and the intelligentsia were the ones who got fucking murdered (laughs) and then driven out. You know, the survivors got driven out into the fields to go work the fields. The in the Soviet Union, you know, nobody talks about Soviet era art for a reason. Like that's not really right. anything. Nobody's like, oh gosh, you know the the artwork of the Soviet era. Of... No one talks about that. There is a reason no one t- talks. You know, about there's there's this there's this joke I used to make with my buddy Ryan Butcher, um, and it was like we, we used to joke about a, a meme based economy. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what that's my that's what I want to do. I want I want to be I want to make memes. For money, for food. No, technically, <laughs> I mean, I would argue that we're heading in that direction with Dogecoin because Dogecoin is a meme on, unto itself. It's it's a meme that has become currency. And man, I mean, what? Snoop Dog is now a thing. Doge. Doge. Doge, that was cool. I love that. Yeah, not only that, but if you have you seen the one tweet from Elon Musk where it's like him holding up like Snoop Dogg, who's holding up somebody else who's holding like and it's like five of them, like the as Rafiki (laughs) and and the dog as the the fucking uh, uh, Simba at the end of it. Like, (laughs) it's so great. And like this is but we're (laughs) first of all, this whole ride, man, I'm fucking loving it. But second of all, like that's we're we're heading into something bizarre like that for a counterculture. Like, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's almost the law of absurdism, right? 
where I don't know if that's a thing, man. I'm not a sociologist. My mom's a sociologist. I'm not. Um, but it's like this law of absurdism that the more absurd mainstream culture gets, the more absurd counterculture must get in order yeah. to distinguish itself and feel rebellious. So the more ridiculous, the more over the top and insane that mainstream culture has to get the people who don't want to be part of that. The people who want to be an alternative to that, we have to get just steadily more absurd. So it's getting to this point where like one of the richest, most successful businessmen in the world is tweeting memes with him <laughs> as Rafiki from the Lion King. I mean, <laughs> to promote a, a, a cryptocurrency based on a meme about a Shiba Inu. Like, <laughs> Doge is at, um, what is it? Is six, it six, 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 uh, point zero six, six, eight, eight. It's up 21.4%. It's down then from when I saw it earlier. Yeah. Well, I saw a tweet earlier where, where somebody had said, you know, like, holy shit. It's worth more than a nickel, an actual nickel. What the hell is going on? Yeah, that was me. It's it's over. It's (laughs) worth over over a nickel right now. Six cents. Yep. Six and a half. It's down to six or plus six and a half. Coin coin market cap has Wall Street bets on its ticker. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's just actually looking at the whole crypto market right now. uh, Dogecoin is the only one in the black or one of the few in the black like even bitcoin is down to 38 after being over 40 yesterday here's the Um, here's here's the the meme i was talking about it's uh, if i get it to focus there you go yeah so you have musk holding up (laughs) is that is that gene simmons i have no idea i think i think it's it's musk holding up gene simmons who's holding up snoop dog who's holding up the doge (laughs) <laughs> and uh at Simba. And uh they need to tweet some more about Dogecoin just to drive my investment up. Right. And he, he tweeted with <laughs> so it's finally come to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Musk is a trip to follow on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I am so, I am right. so not disappointed in that Actually, follow. <laughs> we can we can we can segue on that on musk uh nevada bill would allow tech companies to create governments what yes you remember okay you remember the 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 late 1700s 1800s early 1900s there was like the railroad camps the the lumber camps right the coal mining the coal mining towns things like that right they were they were they were company towns yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm same. I'm same sort. Same here. sort of thing. Same sort of thing with tech companies. Okay, but yep. it's a, it's a, it's a bill out of Nevada. Um, planned legislation to establish new business areas in Nevada would allow technology companies to effectively form separate local governments. Democratic Governor Steve Sislek. Uh, announced a plan to launch so-called innovation zones in Nevada to jumpstart the state economy by attracting technology firms. Uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, okay, the zones would permit what could companies possibly go wrong. 
The zones would permit companies with large areas of land to form governments carrying the same authorities as counties, including the ability to impose taxes, form school districts and courts, and provide government services. This should already exist. West Virginia has known has has dealt with this for a very long time with the the coal towns. Uh-huh. West Virginia coal towns, where like almost entire counties are effectively owned mm-hmm. by a single well, company. Yeah. Um, uh, Athens, right? Ath- uh, the Battle of Athens, right? Wasn't that yep. originally a coal town? Yes, it was. Yeah, they, there, there's, yeah, I mean that that whole area, um, Pennsylvania too. Pennsylvania had a lot That's of right, has has a lot a, of coal towns. Yeah, here, and... here in the on the west coast, we have a we had a lot of uh logging towns up in Oregon, um, the California foothills, um, a lot of gold mining Washington, towns, yeah, bro. gold mining, gold yeah. mining towns too. Yeah, you see that. Uh, you see that in Alaska. I mean, even in the state, the the towns when you see advertised like, oh, entire town for sale, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's not everybody moved out and sold their property, and one person bought it all. It was a company town yeah. that is now for sale. Yeah, like plantation type things. Same, same, same thing. Hey, bring me one, Lindsay. <laughs> she, she can't hear you. Has headphones on. Uh, yeah, the measurement, yeah, the the measure to further economic development with the quote alternate form of local government has not yet been introduced in the legislature. Sislak pitched the concept in the state of the state address delivered January nineteenth. The plan would bring in new businesses at the forefront of quote groundbreaking technologies, without the use of tax abatements or other publicly funded initiative packages that previously helped Nevada attract companies like Tesla. I did. <laughs> yeah. The obvious I just Yeah. Oh uh, man. Syslack named Bit or, or Syslack named Blockchains LLC as a company that has committed to v- developing a smart city in the area east of Reno after the legislation has passed. The draft proposal said the traditional local government model is quote inadequate alone to provide the resources to make Nevada a leader in attracting and retaining businesses and fostering economic developments in emerging technologies and industries. You know, something else that might just be a little bit of a, a roadblock for these companies wanting to make Nevada a what is it, a leader mm-hmm. might be that 85 to 90% of the state is owned by Washington, D.C., yeah, by the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, well, you know, and they, the the thing that really makes me laugh the hardest here about this whole thing, this just made me keep shaking my head. So, <laughs> what you're saying is <laughs> that allowing businesses to simply innovate freely without the interference of you is the best way to encourage innovation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this. This is. But haven't we been saying forever that there's only one thing government does better than the private sector, and that's literally kill their own people, strangle innov- innovation. Yeah, I mean. It, over the last, over the 20th century, government was directly responsible for at least 150 million dead. Private industry couldn't even dream to match that. Well, at least not until the Terminators took over. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, the, we can go we can go on about this being peak and cap and all that other stuff, but um, the sad thing is, it has to be government mandated to be. That's PK. that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, to compare this to the, to the old logging towns, which is, I'm this. That's what I'm familiar with. So that's what I'm going to associate it with. 
But the old logging towns here on the West Coast, they had uh, the 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 company would own the property, would own the town, and then people would move there, and the the, the company would rent them a house or supply them a house. Uh, and then there were company school pumping company stores that were owned by the company. The the company brought in teachers um, to to run the company's schools for the kids of the of the the people that were logging for them. And that's essentially what it was. It was it was the company owned everything. And sometimes the company didn't even pay you money. The company oh. actually paid you in company script, which is worthless outside of company grounds. So like yeah, you could like only that. you could only spend money at the company store. Like you couldn't take that, you know, outside the company land to the to the seven eleven. <laughs> well, depending. Right? I mean it's a lot of it was that it depends on if people outside the company land are willing to. Yeah, willing to. Well, and, and this whole thing is laid out very nicely in the song 16 Tons. I don't know if you guys remember. Yes. Yep. I owe my soul to the company, the company store. store. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, hey, but I mean, that, that the thing is, yeah, um, it's, <laughs> and like most sea shanties, it's sung best by uh, people with Irish accents. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, no, th- this, though, I mean, it makes perfect sense that that happened. Yeah. Let's, let's say that, that it makes perfect sense that ha- that happened. And that is, in fact, a very capitalist way to do things because I am not only. If I am like I have a resource, right? I have a resource. I have lumber in the middle of nowhere. There are no roads. There are no towns. There's nothing to get anything out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's all up to me to ship everything out there. I'm the only one with the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. I need people there to harvest that resource. So what do I do? I build houses and go, hey, look, you got a place to stay. I build stores and I say, hey, look, here's I, I will ship goods in. I'm not going to just hand them to you. Yeah. But here, here's goods, and then you can buy them. So you can you can feed yourself. You can do these things. I'm I'm building a store. I'm building this. I'm building that. I'm I'm doing all these things to encourage people to come work for me in an environment that at the yeah, time it's like it's like it's it's like Google, right? Google uh, Google has a big problem because of the the prices in, in Silicon Valley are so high that people can't really live there, right? right. So Google built an apartment complex. Oh, um, even even right. here, uh, Noah's Ark, the the largest water park, yes. uh, complex in the world. Mm-hmm. Noah's Ark here in the Wisconsin Dells has its own housing because otherwise it was really hard to get people to come just work for a summer because obviously yeah. they can only operate in a, during the summer and then just leave again. So they have their own housing. What people yep. don't want to do water slides when it's negative fifteen degree wind chill? <laughs> Imagine not that. outside. Fuck that. Not outside. <laughs> Pussies. Yeah, uh... <laughs> ah, well, there's a reason uh, why in, in that same vein, there's a reason why when you go to places like the Great Wolf Lodge or the Kalahari, which are both also in Wisconsin Dells, they house their workforce, the bulk of their workforce, in their hotels. Mm-hmm. Well, so they block off about 10 to 15 percent of their rooms for company yeah. investment. Yeah, so, they, right. I mean, um, that's that is a thing that makes it makes sense. If you are a business, that's fine. It makes sense. There are lines. Yes. Uh, yes. Zone requirements would include applicants owning at least 78 square miles of undeveloped, uninhabited land. 
within a single county, but separate from the city, town, or tax increment area. Companies would have at least $250 million and plans to invest, invest an additional $1 billion in their zones over the next 10 years. The zones would initially operate with an oversight of the local counties, but would eventually take over county duties and become independent governmental bodies. The zones would have a three-member supervisor board with the same powers as county commissioners. The businesses would maintain significant control over the board membership. The governor's economic development office did not respond to questions about the zones on Wednesday. I I just have to I I have to wonder here, and I mean I I I will I got I, I will have, admit I, I I know what you're saying, and I have some serious love hate with this also. Well, not only that, but I I will admit that I'm I'm not super familiar with with a lot of laws establishing townships and 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 governing certain things. But is there a reason they can't do this now? Like, if I had right, if I'm if I'm a multi 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 million dollar corporation, uh-huh. right, and I bought. 100 say, say, square yeah, miles. Say, yeah, say you won that, you know, $1.5 billion lottery ticket. Or, or the 3.8 when it was like 3.8 billion, right? Yeah. And I and I bought 100 square miles of land to, to just set up stuff on. Mm-hmm. And I paid for the road construction, and I paid for road maintenance, and I built all the buildings, and I, I built the store, and I did all these things. Is there a law that says I can't? Uh, I think all of those things, I think, I think law enforcement would really only be the issue right there. Right. Rather the the ability to enforce law, like you could enforce your private property rights. I have to disagree with you on that because like the, all the railroads have their own private law enforcement. Yeah. There's private security. Yeah, but those, those, those no, no. I mean, those those, are actual police departments. Yeah. Those those exist as part of it. Yeah, those that's that's the the barren towns, the 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 rail barons, same sort of thing. Yeah, right. But those exist at behest of the the federal government because, um, uh, right, the the national security part of of railways and all that and stuff. Yeah, but I'm um, just wondering, like, I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, but is there actually anything that says that you can't do that? Like, have you already had that money? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think, think there's anything that's actually stopping you. Well, even you could even look back at things like um, that private town that uh, racial inequality private town that they wanted to set up in Georgia. I don't know if you guys remember that story. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't a private town. They they bought twenty acres and built their own town. Right. Well, that yeah. and well, that would make it a private town. I mean, they bought twenty acres, they built their own town, they were making yeah. their own entity, so to speak, that uh-huh. would eventually, of course, be absorbed into the government, but. I mean, essentially what they did is they built their own town and said, here, this is what we're going to do. And that's that. There was nothing to stop them from doing it. Yeah, see, that's that's the that's where I'm like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, you know, the only real change is that essentially what this says is, well, but if you do this, you also get to keep get to tax them and keep tax money. To which my response is that's probably but, the, that's probably the big deal is because if these operate as counties, if they would operate as their own counties, you, they got you got to enforce like state taxes, right, and federal taxes. I know Nevada doesn't have a state income tax, 
but they right. have state sales taxes and there's still federal taxes on top of that. Oh yeah. Which would mean that if you're a private entity and it's, it's a private company and it's private land and you're selling stuff for store credit that people are earning for working for you, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay charge taxes for it Yes, and don't have to pay taxes for it because that's technically part of their income. Oh, I see what's going on here now. It took me a minute. I had to work through it, but I'm starting to see what's going on here. This actually isn't for businesses. This is for the government. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, using, again. They're using business innovation to increase the tax revenue in the state. Motherfucking subterfuge. All right. Yes. This you little sneaky fucking bastards. <laughs> almost got me. You almost got me. And then, <laughs> and then. Ah, and then we figured out what you're fucking doing. Ah, here it is. We, we, we skipped right over the line. Uh, innovation zones in Nevada to jumpstart the state's economy by attracting technology uh -huh. firms. Yep, nope. I'm seeing. I see. We got your fucking number. We got your fucking <laughs> number. We see you, you little shits. No, I get it now. I get it now because if they're a government, they're obligated to yep. forward X amount of money off to the state that they collect yep you gotta kick money up to uncle tony i get it for the, now for your, for your little corner that you're selling yep on. this is this mm -hmm. is a mob op okay i'm getting it i'm All seeing right. it now on that note uh biden tells federal bureaucrats to approve regulations with benefit with benefits that are quote impossible to quantify i ah. yes i Hold on. Hold on. You've got to read it before you get to know what's in it. No, 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 no. It's it goes even further. It's than that. worse than that. It goes I know worse. it is, but I'm just saying. You know, like like shit. um um with with Uncle Donald, there was the whole uh, uh every new regulation passed, you have to delete an old regulation or whatever, right? Right. Biden well, no, that was creepy, Uncle Joe. He said like, let's create twice as many regulations. Yes, yes. Create regulation for the sake of creating regulation. Just so that you have more regulation, because we have to regulate the regulations that we're using to regulate yes. regulations. Yes, they're literally right. regu they're literally regulators mounting up. Mount up. Okay. No, I'm gonna have that one in my head. Regulators. Yep. And now, not only are you going to have it stuck in your head, you're going to have it stuck in your head by a white guy Wisconsin accent. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to work. Creepy Uncle Joe is on the streets trying to consume. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to consume, and he's just going <laughs> sniffing. Uh, President Joe Biden has moved swiftly to rev up regulatory state by weakening oversight and effectively ending a reality-based assessment of the cost and benefits of federal regulation. It may have gone largely unnoticed amid a fury of executive orders Biden has signed since taking office less than two weeks ago. But a January 20 memo from the White House to the, quote, heads of executive departments and agencies outlines a regu regulatory framework that will empower federal bureaucrats to count unquantifiable benefits when weighing the potential impact of new regulations. Unquantifiable benefits. Translation. <laughs> we benefit, you don't. Yes. Uh, specifically, Biden instructed those officials to revamp their regulatory review process to, quote, 
promote public health and safety, economic growth, social welfare, racial justice, environmental stewardship, human dignity, or equity, and the interest of further generations. The memo okay, also there's a few things that are mutually exclusive in that yeah. statement. <laughs> uh, the memo also states that the new regime, quote, serves as a tool to affirmatively promote regulations. I wonder that the state <laughs> states oh that the new regime, God. quote, serves as a tool to affirmatively promote regulations. Uh, towards so they the want end, to promote a negative I, thing. Yeah. If you say take a negative thing and say it positively, it doesn't. Then maybe it, it won't no, sound no, 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 so it negative. Doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the negative benefits are, as long as it has a positive benefit for something in that memo. I hang on. <laughs> before hey, you go, me... Andrew. Before you go, collect your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay anybody I, else I, having? No. Hang on. Yeah. Anybody else having some serious like? Robin Hood men in tights vibes going here. Maybe if you take a bad thing and say it positively, it won't sound so bad. <laughs> Towards the end, Biden's memo says that his administration will alter the Office of Management and Budget Budget's rules regarding regulations, quote, to ensure that the review process fully accounts for regulatory benefits that are difficult or impossible to quantify. In other okay. words, in other words, if a bureaucrat can convent can conceive of a way that the new regulations could advance the goals of racial justice or environmental health, those political aims should be counted as benefits, even if they can't actually be counted. So we don't know if it will actually provide any quant any measurable benefit, but because we think it can. This is why we're doing it. Yes. It makes me feel good that I feel like I'm doing something to benefit this or that. Therefore, we're going to do this, even though it's going to be a market problem for the vast majority of people. I just. All right. All right. Hold let's, on. Hang hold on. on. No, no, no. This is so Orwellian. Yes. It boggles my mind yes. because. First of all, let's preface this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Snowball for a minute. If you've read Animal Farm, you know who Snowball is. Yep. Uh, who could turn black into white? Right. He was a brilliant talker when he was arguing some difficult point. He had a way of skipping from side to side and whisking his tail, <laughs> which was somehow very persuasive. <clears throat> Um, it also mentions like when he says you did not suppose surely that there was ever ruling against beds. A bed merely means a place to sleep in a pile of straw in the stall is a bed properly regarded. The rule was against sheets, which are a human invention. This is doublespeak from to quote 1984. This is doublespeak. He says that they are going to count. Unquantifiable. Benefits. Yes. What is another term? What is a synonym <laughs> for counting? Is it to quantify, perhaps? I, yes. I believe that is. So yeah. what they're literally saying in non-double speak is they are going to count the uncountable things. Yes. Hold on. Yes. It gets it gets better, of course. Don't say that. Don't just no. 
This is bad enough as okay, it is. This, this, this is. This is a quote from Clyde Wayne Cruz, the vice president of the Competitive Enterprises Institute. He says, quote, The aim is to put weight on the scales of whether or not to regulate such that the answer will always be in the affirmative, replacing market operations and civil society with government in the pursuit of a range of non-quantifiable goals even without legislation from Congress. Well, yes, I agree with that statement completely. I don't think he meant it the way that I read that plainly. No. But I absolutely agree with that statement completely. That is exactly the goal, yes. 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 Uh, they, by... Their goal is to absolutely replace anything and everything mm-hmm. per the Communist Manifesto. Anything and everything that could, that could and should and inevitably will need to be regulated by market forces with government constraint. Yes. Yeah, here's the uh, thing, that is what here's the thing that you need to understand. You need to understand about the ideal of communism is the ideal of communism does away with any idea of a medium of exchange. Yes. Any idea of a medium of value, any kind of, of, of value representative thing, it does away with that because what it says is, well, you don't need it because the ideal of communism is a post-scarcity society. Star Trek! So, <laughs> you, th- this is the idea uh, that communism seeks to achieve, is a post-scarcity society where Value is meaningless. If I need a thing, I can have a thing. If I want a thing, I can have it. Like I just, I, you know, I work. It basically, it turns everything into barter for labor and yet not barter for labor because some fucking idiotic mental gymnastics that it's not a barter for labor because, (laughs) but you contributed and you were expected to, and it, it makes no sense. But this yeah. is this is what this is trying to kind of go for here. Yes. Is All say right. that you you don't get to quantify anything. No, no, no. It's all about feelsies. Yes. Uh okay. Yeah. Um, do I need to say the line again? Uh no, please don't. Please don't. Okay. Like I know that our viewers are are, are and our listeners are waiting with bated breath here. Yes. For you to say it, like they're doing the they're doing the Bart Simpson they're start, thing. They're starting they're starting to in, cringe in just every time I say it. Yeah, they're they're doing yeah. the say the line, say, say the, the line. line. All right, <laughs> Biden's directive builds on a 1993 executive order issued by then President Bill Clinton, which altered a Reagan era directive ordering federal agencies to issue regulations only when the benefits exceed costs. Clinton shifted the standard to say that the benefits of proposed regulations must only justify the cost. Biden's memo suggests that his administration is preparing to inflate the definition of benefits to the point of making any cost-benefit analysis effectively worthless. Well, yeah, because the moment that a the moment that a uh, a CBA becomes entirely subjective. Mm-hmm. It's because it is entirely subjective. You can make it say anything. And here's the thing, right? Like I run, I run a business and when I'm doing cost benefit analysis, I need to look and I need to try, try and quantify the value of say a new customer. Give it a specific dollar value. There is a dollar value to my bottom line of X amount. And in my particular business, I have a value for that, uh, for how much that 
benefits me, one new customer. So I can say, well, if I do X amount of advertising and it brings in and it, it, it is projected to bring in even X amount of customers, I either break even or I make money or whatever, you know, and therefore it was worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. So because if you get even even one hundred and fifty dollars more than you put in out of advertising, you still made money. That was still worth it. Right. That's that's still worth it. I made one hundred fifty more dollars than I would have without it. Um, What they're essentially trying to do is they're trying to say, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to assign values to things. No. no, no, no. It's about the intangibles. Yeah. It's about the things it's, that it's about it's about the environment. It's about the racial inequality. It's about the the equity. It's about the the fairness. It's about the things that make everybody feel good. This is literally, literally how the Soviet Union started out mm-hmm. with its regulations. Now the irony is that is not how the Soviet Union ended. Soviet Union ended very much quantifying everything. Mm-hmm. Everything was quantifiable. But think about how long it took them to get to that point to realize that they had to quantify everything. And that's the thing that especially those on the radical left that decide that socialism and, in effect, communism are the way to go. Think about things. They think about the hierarchy of social constructs. Right, but what you need to remember, though, is that what they were quantifying is, or what they were were categorizing, rather, is as unquantifiable benefits. The Soviet Union were benefits for the state, not for the individual. Mm-hmm. So, like, look at the the easiest example that I can come up with is Soviet tanks. Right, a Soviet a T thirty four is a garbage tank. Largely like it, <laughs> it has its benefits, but with its manufacturing, it was kind of garbage, huge gaps in the welded armor, all these other things. Ergonomics, what are ergonomics? Who the fuck cares? Do your job. Stop arguing like this was this was the philosophy, the Soviet design philosophy of things. So for the individual, it was miserable and it was terrible and it was just. Dog shit. But for the state. The amount of fire a crew of a T-34 could deliver on the enemy and the amount of disruption on the battlefield a T-34 could provide, well, that, that was one of those important unquantifiable benefits. So because of that... (laughs) That's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, you could, I mean, to quote Rat Race, one of my favorite quotes from the movie Rat Race, yeah, you could die, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. That was the Soviet attitude was they didn't care they didn't care about the individual soldiers yeah. they didn't care about the individual yeah, it's tankers all, it's all about the the, the what, what what they could get out of them what's what's yeah the, what's the benefit to us what's the benefit to the collective yeah. to the collective what matters yes exactly and that's what this is that's what this is really going to is it doesn't matter what it does for individuals and how negatively it affects individuals. What matters is what the state perceives as a benefit to the collective as a whole. And don't forget, I mean, I hate to bring up Star Trek again, but don't forget (laughs) that in Star Trek, very frequently, ironically, hive minds like the Borg and there's the (laughs) locust people and things that disregard the value of the individual are seen as evil. For a reason, right? Court. They're evil. Yeah, they 
I mean, yeah, I, I love the Frangie, man. I freaking love the Frangie. They're my favorite race. Like, I'm like, yes, I would do well with Frangie. Um, except for one of the rules of acquisition is a deal is a deal is a deal unless it's the Frangie. Um, or, or rather, unless it's not Frangie. Sorry, unless it's not with the Frangie. So the, the problem is, is that they're, when they say what they're saying, they don't mean for you individually as a person. What they mean is what are the unquantifiable benefits for the collective as a whole, what they view as the collective. And remember that they're labeling a whole bunch of us as domestic terrorists, which puts us outside of the collective. Right. Yes. So they don't care what it does for people that they That's what do I'm saying. not view That's what I'm as part of the collective. The, the, the bee pigs, they see your freedom as a threat to their existence. Yeah, they do. That has that has I, become that has become one of my favorite lines. I post it at least I say it at least once a day on an article on Wolf when I post it. It's just I don't know. Some people are some gonna get hopefully people are gonna get it eventually. I mean the problem is I, I hope that too, but the problem is is that the reality is that what history t- teaches yeah. is that the minority gets it. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of other people it takes a very, very long time. I mean, when when the Nazis took over and there were a lot of people who sought for what it was, it even took Sophie Skoll, one of my personal absolute oh, number one heroes. Badass a, a little girl chick, that I will I will She's always worship as a hero. She's absolutely one of my personal heroes. And not only because she was articulate in an amazing way and she was intelligent and but her spirit was incredible. But it took her even a while to see what her brother's point was, right? Her brother saw the Nazis for what they were right out of the gate, but it took her a while to see it. And then once she saw it, then she changed her attitude. But by the time she changed her attitude, the Nazis were already so powerful that she didn't have a very long operational uh, survivability before they eliminated her. Well, and this goes back to taking that into consideration is just like that. Uh, I mentioned a friend of mine, I think it was last week who recently started to see how corrupt everything is at the federal level and how that was really difficult for her to, you know, come to grips with because her entire life she spent, you know, believing in the, the benevolence of the state and believing that, everything is just at the state level or at the federal level or what have you. And when she started to see things for what they really were, it's like she's having a hard time coming to grips with, okay, how do I square this with myself and come to understand that this is the way things are and what do I do about it? And I mean, if you're not there yet, right, if you're not truly an anarchist yet and things like that, that's fine. Like everybody has their own kind of journeys right through life. And, you know, and and one of my favorite one of my favorite things to go back and to have listened to when he was still doing it, Nick's now defunct um, enemy of the state, Danny Spotstash, when he was doing enemy of the state. He did. He always interviewed people and he asked them, you know, like what what led you to become an anarchist and listening to those and listening to all these people talk about their journeys to become an anarchist. You realize that it's. It's so experiential, like you have to because of the propaganda that's largely forced down your throat, you really have to see 
behind the curtain enough to believe that what you're seeing behind the curtain is really there. And the the sad reality is that what we're going to see in the next few years is that people will not believe you mm-hmm. until it is too late for them to avoid what is going to happen. I, we only got about 20 minutes left and I got like two articles left. We can jam through one and then the other one will just be quick because dude is a badass, but uh, the COVID recession may kill more Americans than COVID-19 does. Uh, duh. The economic effects of COVID-19 could prove deadlier than the disease itself. So says the just released research, which concludes that the total lives lost to the virus in the U.S. Uh, may far exceed those immediately relatable to the acute COVID-19 critical illness. The recession caused by that pandemic can jeopardize population health for the next two decades. The new working paper by authors at Duke University, Harvard Medical School, and the John Hopkins University Business School focused on almost uh, instantaneous unemployment of the millions of workers in March and April. The unemployment rate jumped from nearly the lowest in 50 years to the highest since the current measurement began in 1948. While it has come down, it is still at its highest rate since the recovery from the 08-09 financial crisis. Uh, the authors wondered how unemployment affects morality or, or mort- mortality and life expectancy years later. Uh, little research on the question exists, so they conducted their own analysis using 67 years of data about unemployment, life expectancy, and death rates from the Bureau of, Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They were able to separate the effects of the unprecedented 2020 unemployment spikes from other factors that affect mor- or mortality and life ex- expectancy. Their main finding over the next 20 years, 1.37 million more people will die than would have died without the unemployment shock of the pandemic caused, a number that researchers call staggering. They find also that, uh, quote, excessive deaths will be disproportionately affect African-Americans. The implied increase in deaths per 100,000 individuals over the next 20 years were 32.6 for African-Americans versus 24.6 for white Americans. In all, about 3.2% more people will die in the U.S. over the span than would have died without the spike in joblessness. So, thanks, government. Yeah, I just had to get that one out there because, you know, stupid. Okay, uh, this last article. Um Oh, I, I just wanted, I was, I was just thinking. Waving at the neighbors, social distancing, quarantine. I mean, that's, that's all I could think of is, as I'm hearing that is, uh, duh. Because what are people <laughs> doing when they're quarantined, right? They're, they're depressed. They're alone. They're broke. People are losing their houses. They're losing their businesses. They're drinking excessively. They're doing drugs excessively. They're, I mean, let's not, what? let's not, and, and let's not like the, the, the increasing debt that they're incurring while locked down on credit cards and, and whatever else. Uh, well, not the, only that, let's the, the eviction memorandums, that. right? The eviction I was memorandums. going to say that. Right. I mean, those, those are, those are coming to an end. What, like next September or something like that. But, um, like that, the you're still gonna have to pay that money. Yep. Right yep. at some point in time. So like you're gonna go into debt and you're gonna end up working 
Like you can incur a you know ten thousand dollars in debt in a year easily, mm-hmm. but paying off ten thousand dollars in debt is not you can't do that in a year. Yeah, or you, well, most, you do, most people can't do that in a year. A lot of so, people, you know what they what they do who are already you know paycheck to paycheck, right? And what they do is they come to short term lenders and then they they get a loan and and they get try and get caught up on some bills and you know save their their place to live and things. But those payments, because their credit is crap, because they haven't been paying things, because they haven't had, you know, they haven't been working much and blah, blah, blah. Their credit is crap. So their interest rate is ridiculously high. They're paying, they're borrowing $2,500. They're paying back $10,000, right? Or or $9,000. So their payments are ridiculously high. They're eating into their, any future paychecks that they're paying. Well, then what happens is they can't possibly afford that. So they default on that debt. That hurts them. Well, now the business that they borrowed money from, that's bad debt for them. So that business posts losses. So then the people who work for that business, they can't make any money. So then they lose their jobs or, you know, their paychecks are smaller, whatever else that trickles down. I mean, you wind up with this domino effect Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. just destroys an economy of nothing but, I mean, and we know this from the 2008 housing bubble, when you get a bunch of debt, a huge amount of cheap to obtain debt that can never be paid back, the economy implodes. Yes. This yep. is what happens. Um, and this but, is what we're starting to see already. Right. I'm telling you, Cloward Pibbin. What, what do I know? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, again, I mean, you know, this is... This is the goal. This is hyper communism is the goal. This is the point to create a post scarcity society, not because we're actually post scarcity, but just because you don't have a choice but to deal with the resources that you've been allotted. What we need to do is we need to be like Bob. I want, I wish Bob was my grandpa or I wish I grew up with a grandpa like Bob, but Bob is a barber. Uh, Washington barber defies coronavirus restrictions, tells customers to have a shot of whiskey instead of wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> the rebel barber of Snowmish, um, uh, Snowmish, Washington won't lay down his favorite tool, scissors, without a fight. I love it. Bob I love Martin, it, the rebel barber of Snohomish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob amazing. Martin, 80, has been hit with an avalanche of cease and desist letters, nearly $100,000 in fines, and suspension of a barbering license he's held since 1967. Despite threats from local and state authorities, he isn't giving them up. I love this fucking quote so much. If somebody, if somebody would create right a design of Bob's face and the rebel Bob, the rebel barber of Snowball Barber, yeah, in like a like a wanted poster thing and like slap it on a t-shirt i would buy the fuck out of that <laughs> i would buy two copies it would be amazing <laughs> make a patch too so i can wear it every yeah, day yeah the, the rebel bar that is Snohomish. let's see that is it that is a fuck you face right there that is amazing yes, it is absolutely no fucks what you have lick my balls big daddy <laughs> That's right. what that says. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, quote, does government not want me to do things? Hitler's government didn't want me to do anything either. Yep. <laughs> uh, quote, I haven't done anything wrong. Nobody has gotten sick, and I'm not going to let anybody push me around or tell me I can't work. I don't need a license to work, and they can't stop me. Yeah, yeah buddy. 
Go Bob. Uh, uh, Martin says his daughter who has a brain brain tumor and both she and his grandsons depend on him, adding that he feels like everybody's grandpa in town. The state of Washington suspended Martin's personal barber license, which he was first issued in 1967 back in May. Martin is the owner of Stag Barber and Styling in Shinomish and has refused to shut down his business in violations of the state's COVID-19 restrictions. This is Local regulate for you, Bob. This, good for yeah, you. Yeah, this is just this is an old man. He's been through some shit. He knows some shit. And his attitude is fuck you. Yes. Uh-huh. Local regulators are taking action against Martin's business, including issuing steep fines for every day the barbershop is open, though that hasn't deterred the octogenarian. Quote, <laughs> we find ourselves in a situation we haven't really faced before. Someone who refused to work with us, refused to comply with the health and safety regulations, and will not partner with us. That is a quote from Christine Anthony, a communications manager for Washington State Department of Licensing. She also said, quote, after we work through our process and procedures, we will explore all potential options uh, in consultation with the AG's office. Uh, while the state requires customers and employees to wear masks, Martin asked customers to take off their masks, offering people a tipple instead. Quote, I tell people, if you're worried about germs, I'll give you a shot of whiskey. Dude, I'm worried about germs constantly. Please, whiskey. <laughs> Martin, who does yes, not I'm... plan to get a COVID-19 vaccine, warned that anybody who stops him from running um, is, quote, going to get their blank shot. According to the Red Herald. <laughs> yeah, I love hold this, on, man. Hold on, We have, quote, we have 25 people for our own personal militia to protect their barbershop, he said. They stand guard outside, outside there if we ever need them. Amen, brother. Fucking yes. Bob. Be yes. Like, be like Bob. Bob. Yes, be oh, aspire. Wow. We should all aspire to be... Like Bob, the rebel barber of Snohomish. And in fact, I love that name so much. I may hit up a few of the the folk singers that I know and yeah. see if I can possibly get a song written about Bob, stag, the rebel barber. Stag barber and styling. Yes. Yes. Bob, the rebel barber of Snohomish. He's I mean, that that is amazing. I, you know, uh, a couple of my buddies back when I was in high school wrote the ballad of um john brown um and i feel like i would really like i would really like to hear a uh, a folk song does this not scream fucking karen to you yeah is that is that the the one who's like we're gonna yeah, regulate that's christine it? anthony right there. yeah fuck fuck that bitch yeah that's a that's a karen as hell like she may not quite have the haircut but she's almost there and you know what the, she's, that's she's the thing. Karen, she's Karen got adjacent. the way it, the way it frames her face. It definitely screams Karen. She just has a little longer than most. You know, that's the thing though. Is it what I've always kind of found interesting is that the people who are super pro, um, pro regulation and pro government, uh, like this article slamming on people, they they tend to be people who are largely. Largely, not entirely, but largely uh, upper middle class white um, people who really think they should be in charge of everyone who have this super superiority complex and they'll deny endlessly that they do. But they they do have this super superiority complex. And, 
you know, the interesting thing is that historically those are also the people who Dogs constantly, well, they're, they're the people who constantly are super pro government. They're, they're the people who are endlessly, I mean, going back to the, the civil war, it was the, the white upper class in the South who wanted slavery uh, going to, you know, the, the French aristocracy it was the white upper class who wanted uh, to tell everybody what to do constantly. I mean, this, this is an endless thing, you know, in the French revolution. So it's endlessly. They're finding, is, they're finding him a thousand dollars a day. Fuck your thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Right. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Come and take the it. Dude's 80, 000, 80 years old. He's 80 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. He, he supports his daughter and his grandchild on the income that he makes <laughs> at his barbershop. This, okay. This, fuck this article. Your 80, fuck your thousand dollars a day. Fuck your hundred thousand plus in fines. You can lick my sweaty nuts. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, he showed a reporter a gun in his pocket of his jacket hanging near the barber chair. Quote, you see this? We've got several of them in here. Anybody who tries to stop me from working in here is going to get their exp- expletive shot. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. Amen, sir. Because at this point, this is the only fucking language these people understand, right? This is the language they're trying to speak in. And that, that kind of was that, that was kind of where I was going is, is that historically over over the years. The those people, the Karens, what we call Karens now, the the hyper authoritarian upper class of, of the opinion, yeah, that they they know better than everyone else. And the only language they speak because it's the only language they're willing to communicate to anybody in is violence. That is mm-hmm. enforced. That is the only language that they know. So the only language to communicate back to them in. Is violence. Is violence and force. That is it. You must meet the violence of your oppressors with equal force or superior. I mean, that's the entire point of the Second Amendment of the United States, right? Like Mm -hmm. the entire point of that is supposed to be that the average person is capable of meeting government's force with equal force so that government can only maintain compliance through doing things that make sense to everyone. That was supposed to be its spirit. So as far as I'm concerned, he is a fine fucking American. Hell yeah. Like that's the kind of person we should all aspire to be. They're just like, fuck you make me. Cause that is the spirit of the second amendment, right? Fuck you make me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was reading something else, but yeah. Fuck you make me. And that's, that's literally. That sounds like an episode title to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you make fuck me. You make but I mean, that's, that is, that is what, that is what we should all aspire to look at is fuck you, make me. And like I said, you know, earlier with the, the anti-gun stuff and fuck you, make me mm-hmm. no, you fucking make me right. You force me to do that because I guarantee you, I will not fucking comply with any of your bullshit until you force me to. And even then 
I'm still not going to comply. You're going to have to kill me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's the way it is. I'm not going to bend to your bullshit. I'm going to just keep quietly doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep living the way I live, and you are not going to fucking stop me. Plain and fucking simple. And if you have a problem with that, you are welcome to try and come and fucking stop me. Bring it. But you should know, I really do like booby traps. (laughs) And Minecraft. In Minecraft. <laughs> one of my one of my, my favorite emblems I ever made for when I played Battlefield was a it's a Claymore mine with like a party hat on going like this. And it's yes. got like confetti coming down and says surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoot out your uh your links. Uh check out thebeardstruggle.com. Use code inked anarchist. 15 that is inked anarchist 15 all run together beardstruggle.com you can get amazing uh wonderful beard shampoo and conditioner sets you can get beard oil sets they smell amazing they make your beard remarkably soft they are fantastic the ladies love it it's so worth it they even have a beard straightening comb if you are so inclined uh that will help you to tame your beard absolutely worth it thebeardstruggle.com and don't forget to check out our boy David at poppinspatches.com. He made this wonderful shirt. You got to, you got to explain the shirt for the people listening. So the shirt is uh, the Mandalorian helmet printed in a wonderful Hawaiian uh, overlay. It is made (laughs) by the uh, wonderful people over at Poppins Patches. It's It's a collaborative effort between a a Boogalorian. The Boogalorian, yes. Yes, the Boogalorian. And uh, it is made as a collaborative effort between Andrew, myself, and the wonderful people, Dave, over at Poppins Patches. Um, last time I checked, they were only 15 bucks. so pick yourself up one. And uh, if you have any questions or you just want to tell Dave you love the shirt, just send him an email. He'd love to hear from you. Yeah, He's on uh, Instagram also. Yeah, he's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's on. Is I think he's still on Etsy. He's yeah. he's all How over is the he place. Still on Etsy. Uh, I they took down all of his Boogaloo stuff, and they only left but, his yeah. not Boogaloo stuff. Um, also, don't forget uh, Derek's book. Think for yourself. A critical thinking workbook for beginners, and it is a workbook, guys. There's a bunch of blank pages yeah. in there. Because it's an you, actual you actually have to work at so, the content. Yes. yes. Um, it, is, it is fantastic for homeschoolers. It is a good way to teach Aristotelian logic, syllogisms, the idea of critical thinking and analyzation. See, see, Andrew read it and he uses four cent words. I <laughs> I actually I actually haven't read it. I worked with Lindsay actually through it. Um I actually fun fact, I went to a private school uh in high school for a year and one of my classes in that year was in fact Aristotelian logic. No, it was Aristotelian right. logic specifically. So, so um, all right. Well since since you mentioned Sophie Shell, I had to look up a quote from her. Um such a splendid sunny day and I have to go. But how many uh, how many have to die on the battlefield in these days? How many young promising lives? What does my death matter if by our acts thousands are warned and alerted? Among the student body, there will certainly be a revolt. That, that, was, in, that was in a letter to her brother. 
that last that's some of her her famous last words and if that doesn't make you tear up man that uh what she was 15 right 15 uh yeah she was 15 when she was killed uh on february 18th uh or she was arrested february 18th 1943 convicted of treason four days later and executed by guillotine a few hours after that that was she was member of the white rose Passive yep. resistance against the Nazis. Yes. And so, I mean, and Sophie Skoll, always going to be one of my heroes. Yes. Absolutely one of my heroes. She was absolutely amazing. And she had 10 times the balls of the majority of her, these three percenters. And these... her, her and her and uh, Grandpa Bob would get along. Yeah. Yes. And they collectively, an 80 year old man and a 15 year old girl have three to 10 times the fucking balls <laughs> of most of these, these Q-tards and these three percenters and the yep. thin blue. Yep. I mean, all of these people who claim that they care about liberty and freedom, they had oh, especially the thin blue liners. So on that note, I think we're out of time. And the uh, the Patriots one, or not the Patriots, the Buccaneers one. God damn it, Tom Brady! Fuck 30, Tom Brady! Thirty-one Fuck to nine. Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Later.